Yes, man. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, man. Frank, you're, you might be on your way to a million-dollar call, my man. You're talking about the Cubbies probably getting into first place uh, in the Central Division? Wild card. They're already there. That's crazy. They're going to, I think they're going to get first place. Oh. Yeah, man. Maybe. I've been, I've been saying it all season long, dude. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Cubbies this year. They, they got the goods. Uh, we'll see. I haven't watched a single minute of them play, but I saw the news and I was happy for them. And happy for my call. Absolutely. My bet on them more, winning more, the <laughs> more happy for you than the Cubs. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> good. Yeah. I'm happy for uh, the people of Chicago. They need something good to happen in their lives, you know, something to cling to. I mean, here in Denver, we don't really have much going on, you know, not much of a culture, not that great of a food scene. Uh, the Can't weather even play sucks. Baseball. It's always raining. Our baseball team is dead last. <laughs> Uh, it's always raining because of the chemtrails. Thank you, uh, Bill Gates and Jared Polis. They're spraying as we speak. Uh, you know, it's just bad weather. It's just a bad place all around. So it was very nice, I think, for the community and for the people of Denver and Colorado as a whole to celebrate a little with that team that nobody knows of or has ever heard of, the Denver Nuggets. Mm. Right? You got the you know, the championship, the parade. People got shot. It was great. I totally forgot that I forgot they were a team again. They just announced <laughs> they announced the uh, NBA schedule today. Actually, believe it or not. Oh wow! Yeah, we're already creeping into fall. It's crazy to think <sighs> about. And for us After... here, you know, we had uh, four weeks of summer, and then they just chemtrailed the crap out of us, and that was it. <laughs> so I felt like it flew by those four weeks. Brilliant sunshine. <laughs> Getting a little bit of an echo. There's that me, or is that on your side? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really uh, hearing anything here. Oh. Mm. You getting it now? No. Now oh. we're good. All right, oh, good. There it is. Oh, it's back, oh. huh? Yeah. Still. Yeah? See what happens. All right. Is it uh, echoing or just getting a delay there? A little bit of, little bit of both. All right, then. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm all wired up over here. Yeah, that's all right. We'll let it play out. You sure? We could always restart real quick. Nah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're running a little late tonight. We're behind schedule a bit. Uh, it was good for me. I was able to uh, do a little prepping on some uh, zucchini, which I'm pretty excited to do a uh, scarf down after the show. Should be a good time. Uh, we eat like rabbits here. I don't know how you guys do things in Chicago, but... <sighs> Yeah, it wasn't good, so good for me. I had to do a kitchen drain. Kitchen was, drain? Yeah, co covered in grease. I literally just got covered in grease. Terrible. All right, man. Nice. Like, um... I, I, I told these guys, I said, listen, I got it flowing, so you should be able to open up in a little bit. You know, just don't, you know, don't close. Don't send everybody home, because they had, like, parties coming in, right? Right. And they go, oh, perfect. Dude, I have I have the drain open in the basement, right? Oh yeah, I'm right next to the hole. And they go, and I like you just hear them just like stampede through the kitchen, and then this like a fire hose just comes out of this thing with just pure grease and food. And I go up there and I'm like, "What'd you guys do?" And they're like, "Yeah, man, the dishwasher's backing up. Like, you turned on the <laughs> no. thing that uses the most water in the kitchen." <laughs> yeah, man. Like what? What do you? What do you? What do you mean? <laughs> I know. 
Wow, man. Well, uh... You couldn't wait for the <laughs> fucking dishwasher? So, uh, you get the grease trap blowing up, or, you know, all the stuff, like the food collecting down there with Everything. all the, uh, the, the animal fats and all the good stuff, the bacon grease. Everything. All right. <laughs> and you know what the worst part is? Is like you're in this situation where this thing is just pouring, and you can't get the cap back on. You can't close it because it, it, the pressure and then whatever. So your only choice is to just stand there, shove the cable in there, and try to rot it real quick. And while you're sitting there, you're just getting, like, covered. Wow. That's pretty much a nightmare in my book. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. You just got to keep sh- shoving the cable. It isn't like the closet of it right there. It's always, like, 50, 60 feet down the line. <laughs> you're just shoving this freaking thing. All right, man. Party yeah. on, Wayne. The dishwasher. Yeah. And let me tell you something. The dishwasher, it's not cold water going through that thing. So. Oh, yes. It's hot, crappy. Scalding hot. Gooey water. Just... Oh, yeah, man. The worst. <laughs> yeah, you know, some days you got to earn that pay. Yeah, I guess so, man. That sounds like a rough gig, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and Dude, the food industry, it's tough, man. You know, I mean, think about the guy who has to work in that all the time, right? I mean, there's a dude back there washing dishes, smelling the stuff in there all day long, right? Oh, never, never. No? The only reason I can eat is because I don't cook. If I had to be in a kitchen or something, I'd be the skinniest man alive. <laughs> Probably right, actually. Uh, most cooks I've known uh, are typically skinny. They just don't have time to eat. That's just the way it is. Uh, and, and food, You dude. know, the, the smell of, like, uh, frying oil, that, like, that smells terrible. It, like, m- makes me nauseous. I don't eat the fried food. I generally stay away. It doesn't settle right and... You know, in my uh, stomach region, <laughs> and uh, oh, I love eating it. I had it twice today. You just, <laughs> I just can't smell it cooking. <laughs> I typically avoid the fried foods, and I, I worked in an industry for you know fifteen years where I was a master at the frying of the foods. I did it quite a bit, and you know, it just uh, always turned me off, man. You know, that stuff that they're throwing in there, no matter where you're going or whatever they say, it's processed crap from the factory they make it in massive quantities i mean who knows what's in this stuff yeah good call and and i'm not just saying i'm not saying this out of my ass in any way uh over the weekend i had a little doozy to play for you and we didn't have time and this plays into what i'm saying here uh folks i gotta tell you you just made me think like i was always worried about the stuff i know that's on me all that like synthetic oil shit they use or seed oil shit like oh it's dude, terrible i'm more worried not more worried about what i didn't know was on me like <laughs> bill gates is all over me right now oh know? yeah you're covered in bill gates and then you leave the place and his army of mosquitoes attack you with malaria and then all of a sudden you have monkeypox uh, and the new covid variant whatever that is i got sickle cell and mal- oh my god my <laughs> dick's getting bigger yeah man oh, <laughs> that was bill gates hey. plan all along man Hey, those nanobots fixed my knee. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, this weekend, a little something hit the uh, board here, and I'm telling you folks, stay away from these processed foods. Tonight, a consumer alert about Nestle Toll House cookie dough. Nestle is recalling two batches of its chocolate chip cookie dough break and bake bar after customers complained they contained wood chips. Nestle says no illnesses are linked to the recalled dough.
The products were produced on April 24th and 25th and distributed to stores nationwide. Yeah, man. Wood chips. Come on. Dude, the worst part is how many fucking fat Americans ate it and didn't realize they were eating wood They chips? found out back in April, dude. <laughs> Oof. Or they were, I think she said they were made in April, right? So, like, dude, that's uh, this is oh, a... That's our... I don't know if you know this about cookie dough. Anybody who buys it, like the kind of person that buys it is the kind of person that's going to eat it right away. You mean the, they're the people that eat it raw? The tubbies. No, no, this was, I think this, what she said was the, uh, that was like a snack, like, they made it to be eaten raw. So it, like, doesn't have eggs and stuff. Wait, that's a, that's a thing? Oh, yeah, dude, you never had it? No, I, I had no, I, I thought this, she was talking about actual cookie dough. So this is, um, she's talking no, about. No, go back to the, go back to the name of it. She t- says it's like a ready bar. Consumer alert about Nestle Toll House cookie dough. Nestle is recalling two batches of its chocolate chip cookie dough break and bake bar after customers oh, complained they contained wood chips. But I think you're right. I think this is some fat tards out there eating the dough before they baked it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How else can you tell? But uh, yeah, you're right. I thought this was, I thought she said break bar like it was like a regular. <laughs> no, but you know oh, what? Wow. How, how are we not there yet with the cookie dough, right? That's got to be an item on the shelf somewhere, right? The old, uh, oh, they have it. the cookie the dough bar. Could... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one you could eat raw. They have um the cookie dough and the ice cream too. I saw the Ben and Jerry's rocks the old uh something with the cookie dough. Dude, I, think, I you know, knew it's... you were one of those guys, dude. How could you even bring them up on the show? Oh, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, they're sitting on stolen land, Frank. I know they do not like the indigenous folk of this country. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And the only reason I bring it up is because you made such a big deal about it. <laughs> oh yeah, give back their land. Put your money where your mouth is, Ben and Jerry's. Man, I know. That's why I don't eat their product anymore. It's too bad, too, because I did dig on a few of their flavors back in the day, you know? They had some good stuff. Uh, yeah, I never trust a BJ, you know? Especially <laughs> from dudes. <laughs> hey Yeah, man! <laughs> That's right. Oh, dude. Ben and Jerry's, you know, I just don't go to the store anymore and buy ice cream. In my mind, if we're in the mood for some ice cream, we're going to go hit the road and go to the local place and mm-hmm. eat some ice cream. Dude, Nona kills me because I, like, she won't buy it for a long time or nothing, but then one day she'll come home with a pack of Klondike bars and throw oh, them in the fridge. yeah, man. Dude, not even going to lie. The other day, I ate, like, uh, I ate four out of the six. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect ratio of chocolate to vanilla. Oh, God. man, the Klondike bars. Yeah, those are delicious, dude. I and you got to eat it quick. It's soaked in the chocolate. It's melting. You got to go. Yeah, you know? that's right. You got to crush through it, man, for sure. Oh, dude. <laughs> the, genius, the genius who made the Klondike bar. Yeah, you know, it's hard to trust these manufactured products on the mass scale, but they're so good at the same time. How do you resist the temptation, man? What's crazy is they engineer these to be like, craved by us and, and like eaten by us and somewhere there were engineers sitting there testing humans and they're like yeah yeah these fat cells they'll eat wood chips <laughs> <laughs> what's the return rate we're looking at seven percent 
what is how did the wood chips get into the cookie dough and then at what point did they realize it in the factory and then what mathematics went into the calculation of x amount has wood chips versus x you know y amount doesn't so therefore send it out but, uh, I, I, Frank, I think it's so much worse than that. I, I think it's more like very overeducated people in positions that they're trying to prove their worth. You know what I mean? Like coming up with these ideas. Like you could eat, you could eat wood chips. Well, they do wood pulp in a lot of products. I like pop tarts. Yeah. I believe have wood pulp in them. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, What's the other guys? The uh, the hot pockets, I believe, have some element of wood pulp going on there. Uh, the wood pulp is in pretty much all the you know hyper processed uh, crap that's frozen, and you could keep it in the freezer for decades. Uh, you oh, know, so, so this just thing. wasn't like uh, ground up enough. Maybe that was the problem. Yeah, dude, they just m- skipped a process, and the wood chips, instead of being putrefied into pulp, they just got sent onto the line. Save five cents a cookie. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's got to be a point where they realized it was wood chips, and they're like, oh, well, just keep rolling. Keep on rolling. We'll sell these. <laughs> like, like they, no, no. they found out in November. They're like, hey, there's these wood chips going in our cookies. And they're like, hey, nobody noticed? Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's, let's see how many people complain. <laughs> and if it reaches, like, 100 people, okay, we'll do a news item in a, in a recall. It took, a, it took fucking until April. It's incredible, man. Uh, we're we're, uh, we're we're going down weird paths uh, with the wood chips yeah. uh, in the food. I I'm telling you, uh, this is like a step towards the you're gonna eat the bugs. I've been reading about recently Ooh. how they're sneaking bugs into a lot of our foods, especially over at the Whole Foods, which is the Amazon Foods now. And if you head over to any of these trendy hippy dippy joints where they're selling you the all organic you know, non-invasive food products, especially with the high soy, do some reading on the ingredients, man. They're grounding up like crickets and shit and throwing it in there. It's disgusting. Don't give me bugs. There's a reason I don't eat lobster. They're the bugs of the sea. Bugs of the sea. I literally don't want bugs. I I don't want sea bugs. I don't (laughs) want land bugs. Don't give me bugs. Man, I was just in Baltimore, and after the ball game over at Camden Yards, we walked over to a joint and did the crab eating, and it's my second adventure into the crab eating world. Uh, Epic failure on my part. Again, I cannot do the crabs. No. Dude, they're bugs. You're right. They're bugs of the sea. It's a giant bug, and you got to use a hammer, and you're cracking the skull and ripping open the body, and you're sucking out the guts. And can I can I ask you something right here? Oh yeah. Why do you have to crack open this? Why is it so hard to get to the meat of it? Well, the thing is, when you get in there, you're like in it, and people at the table are like, "Eat that," but you know, push that over. Don't eat that. Scoop this out. Make sure you avoid that one. You know, and it's like. Dude, I my food is supposed to be prepared for me to eat. Prepared, yeah. I don't want to have to go through this whole struggle to like not poison I'm doing myself. More work, I'm doing more work than the chef. All he did was boil the <laughs> motherfucker. Throw some fucking butter on it. Dude, I could do that. How about he comes out here and breaks it up? I'll boil it. You break it up. Oh, that I like the Yes, deal. that's a good restaurant, man. Every table comes with a little Mexican guy, and he's just sitting there like cracking open your... Uh, 
The crabs. <laughs> like there's a, there's a pot already boiling with water that obviously the little Mexican set up. But you look <laughs> at him and you're like, no, 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 Javier, I got this. And you take the lobster and you put it in and you wait. And then once it's boiling, obviously it's hot, so he gets it. That's right. And then he breaks it up for you, and then you can pretend like you both did equal share. Yeah, this is a good idea for a restaurant. This is a restaurant that I can get down with. Dude, I have a shirt, a, a shirt that I like to wear. I was wearing it that evening, and you're doing the dance with the ripping open of the crab and the butter sauce, and everything is everywhere, and it's just sloshing around. I got this fat butter stain on this shirt now. It's never coming out. <laughs> it's there. No, no. It's there forever. I had to turn the shirt inside out because not only did I have this gigantic <laughs> butter stain, but when I ripped open my second crab, it just exploded brains and guts all over my shirt. <laughs> Yeah, Frank, the reason you're struggling with it like everybody does is because it has an exoskeleton. <laughs> that, that, that is a bug. <laughs> you see how we have soft, real soft tissue oh, on the yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. You can just, if you wanted to eat me, you literally throw me on some fire. You could eat me. Grill it right up, you baby. Don't even, you don't even need fork and knife. Use your teeth, motherfucker. Don't be pussy. <laughs> you know? But try oh, to man. eat a giant cockroach. That's Not what a I, little yeah. guy. I'm talking about like a one the size of a lobster. That, well, or, or a crab. That's what I attempted. It was horrifying. Yeah. Those guys are fucking bugs, man. They're the bugs of the sea, people. Don't be fooled. Bugs. We used to feed prisoners lobsters because they were just, nobody would eat them. And then the, I think it was the guy who did the orange juice thing. You know, like, the whole reason we do the stupid... Th like, literally everybody in America is fat because one guy was a genius at convincing the masses to do whatever he wanted. And companies paid him a lot of money for it. Yeah. What, what was it? Uh, orange juice? Like, there were too many oranges. And so he, like, convinced the whole... He convinced the whole world that a, a great way to start your day was with the orange juice. And you should have it with breakfast. And breakfast was the greatest thing in the world. You know, it's the most important meal of the day. Allegedly, that's probably one of the greatest lies perpetrated on the modern American public. But he was the guy who, I think he was the guy who, like, originated the whole four out of five doctors say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Wow. All right, man. Think, think about the first guy to say that. That must have been very convincing. Yeah, I mean, I, health dudes, when they go out there, they're pretty convincing about stuff. We've lived through how many iterations of eggs are bad for you, eggs are good for you, now they're bad for you, now you got to eat more eggs, now you're eating too many eggs, and then we've also gone down the road of salt, you got to eat more salt, no, there's too much salt. How about coffee, dude? Two years ago, I would listen to an interview... And uh, Dr. Drew was talking to some guy, and they were discussing how uh, it's highly recommended by doctors to drink five cups of coffee a day. Five <laughs> cups you, of coffee? Uh, yeah, do you know why they're able to get away with it? I have no idea. Nobody pays attention to the commodities markets. I guarantee you if you just look at them, they just, you know, the, the price is too high. We got to get people to stop, stop using it. Right, okay, so we gotta scare people with the eggs. You're gonna get high cholesterol if you eat too many eggs, yeah. folks. So, all right, all right, makes sense. Drop plummets the price of eggs. You know, now we're back at a reset. Good, good starting point.
call, my man. And when it comes to food, especially, and especially delicacies in the food world, I mean, prices, uh, you know, can really change and vary from time to time, especially if there's things going on like pandemics or wars. And that's why uh, these days, one of the hottest markets for one of the greatest delicacies in the cuisine world, uh, pangolin traffickers are in the news. I don't know if you're familiar with pangolins, my man. Well, 6% of them started COVID. That's right. Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. So One of them fucked a bat. That's and then right. that was like 6% of their genes got into uh, Exactly. COVID. Okay, so we all know the pangolin. Uh, I had no idea what a pangolin was. I'll be totally honest. I thought Fauci made up the creature in order to solve the whole wet market uh, situation. But um, apparently pangolins are real. They have these scales, and uh, there was a huge bust um, of these scales that get sold. Uh, the scales are used for medicine, and then the meat of the pangolin apparently is like a a major delicacy in like Africa and China and Vietnam. Gross. <laughs> okay, here we go. Pangolins. Do you guys not have cows? Wildlife trafficker with something. Yeah, send to these say. people cows. <laughs> On a video call, he shows sacks full of pangolin scales. He doesn't realize it, but the woman he's calling isn't a buyer. She's an undercover investigator. Within days, this compound in Nigeria is raided. It's the third largest seizure of pangolin scales by the Nigeria Customs Authorities in the past three years. Tons of pangolin scales and elephant ivory were seized. Now the leaders of a major global trafficking gang have been convicted of wildlife crime. Outwitted by fake buyers and sting operations, a four-year global investigation run by a small charity in the Netherlands. We meet the young woman who went undercover to help bring the network down. Van, not her real name, doesn't want to be identified. I mean, you met these people physically. Were you afraid? I was nervous for about 20 seconds. But then, after that, I thought... I can do this. I love animals and wildlife is my passion. The animals mean nothing to them. Dude, I'm telling you, this is a weird one. I got a weird clip. It's estimated a million pangolins have been... I've been waiting this whole time for you to ask me what the hell we're listening to. ...by traffickers in the last decade. Their meat's eaten in Africa. The scales used in traditional medicine in China. Investigators were given a rare opportunity to... They don't explain any further than that on the scales. What are the Chinese using these scales for, man? I think it's like a... What do you call it? Aphrodisia? I can't say that. Yeah, boner pills. That's what I was going to say. I think they're using... Oh, for, yeah. Don't they do the same thing with tiger penis? Is that a thing? Oh, I, I would do tiger penis. You got I, think a, that would, I know you have the magical. Coming, come on, that makes sense. You have Some the weird magical, animal show. I'm I'm pretty sure you have the Google machine at your uh, fingertips there. Uh, uh, mine's mine's busy right now. The, <laughs> okay, here we go. The uh, we the tiger penis very popular in Chinese. Um, I believe medicine. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Oh, but Chinese doesn't count, dude. They do like rhino horn. They do everything. Oh, that's a weird looking penis. 
Oh, now you're looking at some tiger penis. All right. It's got like a really extreme hook. I'm talking, it's a 90. <laughs> it's a 90 degree turn. Yeah, man. Oof. All right. He didn't use the pipe bender, so this shit looks pink. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So uh, the tiger penis, kind of huge. The, tiger, the penis of a tiger, Frank, when consumed, is said to be a potent aphrodisiac and an effective treatment for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, everything's a, everything's a treatment for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, I love this stuff, man. And I told you, the tiger penis, huge with the Chinese. Yeah, I don't get it. But so is like rhino horn and stuff. Right. It seems like the Chinese really into, you know, using parts of these endangered species for all sorts of weird medicines. They're really big on the controversial medicine. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh, maybe they just, uh, not, yeah, what is it? Maybe it's just the idea that you have it. I don't know, man. Tiger penis, pangolin shells. It's kind of weird, dude. I mean, <laughs> listen to this. Preparation involves soaking dried tiger penis in water <laughs> and then cooking. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. So, and uh, then cooking it along with other medicines and spices. Oh, okay. So do you add some ginger, maybe some salt oh. and pepper? So <laughs> for the Colin Kaepernick's of the world? Ginger? You want to have a redheaded kid? Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> Some, Isn't that how this works? Tiger, sometimes tiger bone is also included. Wow. Oh, they make a soup out of it, yeah. It's a tiger penis soup, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, this is how you know I'll never eat it. It's 300 bucks a bowl. Go fuck Wow. Yourself. For the tiger yeah. penis soup? 300 bucks. I kind of think worth it to just at least say you had some tiger penis soup, man. I'll split it with uh, five other guys. Oh, no, I would do it with a bunch of chicks, actually. You got a tip? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, good call. Good call. You do it with chicks. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> That's so funny. I was thinking, like, you're on a tree, you know, you're on, like, you know, you know, with some buddies. I didn't even think about it. Like, I totally forgot about the whole erectile dysfunction thing. When you're with the, yeah, you want to avoid that scenario. You want to be the only one getting the hard on, right? So, I don't think, um, well, I don't even think it's going to work. I, I, I thought you meant just to, like, see how it tastes. Yeah, well, I, that too, definitely. But, you know, to see the effects. And also, I mean, if you're with a bunch of dudes, what you want to do is order up the Rocky Mountain Oysters. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows what those are. Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. You got to order <laughs> them up. They're hilarious, man. You're with a group of dudes. You order up the Rocky Mountain Oysters. Everyone groans. It goes, oh, gross, dude. Get out of here, man. And then the Rocky Mountain Oysters show up. They're a bunch. They're, it's a platter of fried stuff with the horseradish and the, and the cocktail sauce. And nobody can resist. Everybody ends up eating the bull nuts. They taste good? Yeah, they're delicious. Everything tastes good. Yes. Yeah, try it. We were just talking about frying stuff, man. It's encoded in that Bill Gates GMO oil stuff. It's delicious. We all have the... That's how I would have to eat a human. (laughs) If I ever got to eat a human. You know, I'm sure there are groups out there eating humans as we speak. Just talk to Sandra Bullock, right? 
She loves those foreskins. Oh, yeah. They don't need it. They don't need them. They just put it on their face. I don't know what's weirder. Yeah, I think the injecting of the foreskin is the weirdest thing because you're now discussing, like, you got the foreskins, right? And you must be boiling down the foreskin into some sort of, like, liquid, right? Like, it's, 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 uh, you have to make it syringable. I don't, I don't know, dude, but you want to hear the funniest story about foreskin? Uh, if, do you have a story on foreskin? Lay it on me, my man. No, dude, this is, um, I just, I feel bad because we've done a lot of shitting on very, you know, like the rich white woman of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, anywhere. I, I like to shit on the rich white women anywhere. Well, you know, we should really, once in a while, step into their shoes and uh, exp- you know, see what problems they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Oh, right on, man. I really hope you're ready for this clip. I'm not ready at all, and I'm very excited. Downtown High Rise say they have seen enough. And when police and building management said they couldn't help, they contacted WJN's Ben Bradley. At first glance, it's a downtown dream. The location is great. It's really close to the beach. It's close to Michigan Avenue. But two years after buying this condo. So here is my moving out Uh, corner with my stuff pretty much packed up. Caitlin Bernarski has yet to unpack. Bernarski! I have my full (laughs) dining set in here. I'm constantly contemplating leaving. That's because her view feels this violated. This is like a three million dollar Normally your drapes are downtown. always closed. Yeah. So let's see what you see when you open them up. Here we go. And there he is. Yep, right there. We've blurred the video, but can confirm the 70-ish neighbor in an apartment directly across the street was wearing nothing except his white gym shoes. But the view doesn't end there. Caitlin told us what she told police. What does he typically do? So 24-7, he's nude in his unit, but <laughs> for said 10 unit. to 15 minutes a day, he will go <laughs> near the windows and he will expose himself and touch himself. Other neighbors have noticed as well. From the time I reported it to my building, I began keeping a log. This woman who asked that we conceal her identity kept a log <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> By her account, the man exposed himself on at least 68 different times in a 10-month span, sometimes multiple times a day. And there would be times that he would make eye contact with me or hold up a sign of some kind, and then he would walk with me. Like, if I would go into my bedroom, he would go into his other room so he could follow. Yep, there he is. Looking into my unit and touching himself. The ladies have a... Oh no! Oh, that's so gross and so funny for some reason. No, dude, it gets so good. I had to cut it there, but it gets so good. There's the signs he's holding up uh, are saying "Come over." I'm in room, whatever. Wow! Like, dude, he's just telling these because they're obviously sitting there watching him jerk off. Dude, he's getting off on the idea that you're watching him. Yes. yes. And these women are like, no, I'm standing my ground. Nah, bitch, you're watching, you're watching him jerk off. You know? <laughs> Dude, he's 70 years old, and they're saying sometimes three, four times a day? Wow. 
I'm just fucking impressed with the the sex drive, dude. Yeah, see, see, ladies, that's how we do it in Chicago. They yeah. asked impressive stamina, to say the least, and this is just the older generation. Look at Mick Jagger and Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. These are dudes in their 70s and 80s. They're still banging. They're having kids, man. This guy's out there jerking three times a day in front of a window for the ladies of Chicago. It's impressive. Say, saying, come on over. All the other pussies on the street are too afraid to ask you out for a beer. <clears throat> this guy's showing you his dick and saying, come on over. Come you know, and get it. Man, you want a man or not, ladies? There he is. Hungry? Why wait? Why right? wait? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Grab yourself a Snickers, folks. <laughs> How good is this story? This is a these good one. Peop- these are the people in downtown Chicago living in these high-rises. They're like 40 floors up. This is the view you paid a million dollars for. That's you right. Can see the, you can see Lake Michigan out of like a little slit. The <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, dude, you guys are so stupid. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so funny that they had to do a news story about this dude jerking off. And he's 70 years old. That's absolutely hilarious, man. I know, dude. That's yo, Hats off to you, my man. Do not stop. Jesus Christ. Now, you were able to watch this uh, clip. This is an audio program, and so we weren't able to see it visually, but this 70-year-old man, fairly in shape. Is this a fellow who's watching his physique? You can't, um, no, you can't. They, they blur the whole They, have, they blur, they the blur whole out thing. the whole guy. I was hoping they just blurred yeah. the dong. That's uh, always funny when they just have like the black bar there. <laughs> so they didn't zoom in. You really, like, couldn't even see him at all because he didn't agree to be on camera. Dude, they go and they talk to him. Wow. And you and like he just stands there, and she's like, "This lady's like, I, I really want you to stop." Why? And he was like, well, "Why are you looking?" Wow, she's does like, he um is he naked when they go and talk to him? No, because they're in the lobby. Oh, and that's indecent exposure, right? Yeah, but in your home, so that's that. Sorry, you know what's so funny? I didn't even play like the whole purpose of the clip. <laughs> This, this, I think so, this is clip so, of the year, dude. Clip of the year. There's no, the, the whole, the no whole story behind this. The whole story behind the story is the rule in Chicago is that you could be naked. It doesn't. You could be naked in your home with your windows open. Doesn't matter, right? It's your home, and that's like they're trying to change that and call that indecent exposure. But, dude, I'm on this guy's side only because. Excuse me. I just spent a whole month. Where I saw gay dudes dressed in leather running up and down the streets. Yes, absolutely. Go fuck yourself. Let the 70-year-old jerk off, dude. Hats off to you, my man. (laughs) Dude, I agree with you. And also, if you're paying money to live in your place, then you have the right to walk around naked. The, The second the government starts infringing on our right to walk around naked in our home, I think we got some serious problems, man. Absolutely. But not only that, listen, this is, this is what you fucking get, lady. I, I could just hear this lady at all of the parties when she bought her new condo. Yeah, it's downtown. Oh, I got a little view of the land. Oh, you wouldn't believe the view. I got these buildings, you know. I love the energy of downtown. It's so many people, so many different people, so diverse. 
Here's your diversity, bitch. Yeah, I just like the idea of opening the drapes, like, look at the view, and you just got this <laughs> dude jerking off. Hey, Samantha, let's see the three million dollar view. Where's it? <laughs> He's got a sign that says "Come over." <laughs> That's the best part. He's jerking off with one hand, holding a sign saying, "Come on over, ladies." <laughs> You know what the best part is? Like, what nobody understands except for the men who saw this video. I know you have a huge dick. You're showing it off to a fucking high rise of people every day. Yeah, you have no uh, shame, no fear. You're actually probably quite proud of uh, what God has given you here. You're 70? You don't know how much longer you got. You got He's showing it off. Yeah, uh, that's right. Man. The more I think about this, the more I talk about it. This guy is my hero. That's right. I'm I put him on my wall of fame. Can we get that's him on the show? Him. Let's interview this fella. I think he's, uh, <laughs> he's the hero of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is an American patriot, folks. <laughs> I feel like I should give this guy an award or something. <laughs> he pissed off the very women I hate. It's uh well not hard to do. I mean, come on, rich white chicks in the city—they're the most easily offended people on the planet, man. That good call. In the minute you shut this guy down, guess what? You know that's what the people don't understand. He's taking the heat because you shut him down. Who's the next target? Well, the guy that doesn't wear the flip flops at the pool. Yeah, you know it's oh, always yeah, going to be the next guy. Yeah, well, the, you know, I assume this guy's white. He must be a white guy. Otherwise, uh, I mean... Oh, he would have been shot by the police if he wasn't come on, Frank. That's <laughs> right. Chicago. He was holding what we thought was a gun in his hand. But it turned yeah. out uh, it turned out he was just jerking <laughs> off. No, no, they live in those high-rises on the south side. <laughs> the south shore. It's just as beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is too good, dude. This is a fantastic story. This it sounds to me like this will be a saga that shall play out over time for probably oh, uh, you know forever. <laughs> it's why I started watching WGN in the morning. I'm waiting for the update. I yeah, they wait. have to give you they the update. <laughs> yeah, they got me hooked. I'm come tuning in every day for the update, man. Come on, I need <laughs> to know what happened to the man with the dong. <laughs> and can we Fuck get Ukraine? Can we get a little more idea of this dong, please? You know, like, <laughs> give us a black bar to give us a size to work with. Just just have the anchor talking about, okay, get Michael Strahan, give him a cigar, <laughs> and have him just hold a cigar while he's talking about this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's... Uh, that's Classic city living right there, dude. Um, good That's times. why you live in the suburbs, man. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, living downtown like that and, you know, you look out your window and you're just looking into somebody else's window, you know, that's, uh, you know, not the most ideal situation, honestly. I don't think we were meant to live, like, canned up in these tiny little boxes, you know? No, that's all I could do it. Uh, that, that, I can't believe people live like that. It's crazy. You're right. Like, pe- looking in and out of each other's windows all day and every day. Like, dude. I noticed it I when know. I was uh, back in Baltimore, actually. You know, it's a tiny city, and it's old, so everything's very crammed together. And there was a lot of that where, you know, just the 
the buildings are lined up right next to each other. Your window is literally just that window across from you. And yeah. uh, there's nothing enjoyable in my mind about that. But, you know, the city, dude, the concrete jungle, the longer you're, you're in it, the more you want to get out of it. <laughs> New York. <laughs> doubt about it and especially concrete jungles like new york are falling on hard times my man the the migrant situation getting out of hand dude i don't know if you've been following with the uh breaking news out of new york and their overflow of migrants uh i'm sure some people have heard about it <laughs> we have no more room in the city that's right, man. Mayor Adams. He's back. I was trying to clip him. I, I didn't have time this week. Sorry. Well, Adams has no vacancy, and uh, he's not doing a great job handling all the migrants coming into his state. What's so funny about it is he acts like he's the only place with the overflow of migrants when they're all coming from the original place where they're overflowing, which is Texas. Like, they're completely <laughs> overflowing in Texas. They're overflowing no. so much, they're sending them to New York. You're not even putting, like, nobody's putting it into, into perspective. The city is overflowing with, like, 4,000 or whatever. It is. That's right. And then they're coming from the state that's overflowing with a million. Yes. Like, exactly. Okay. Okay, so one of them really is an emergency, and one of them is just a crybaby screaming. We have no more room <laughs> in the city. That's funny because thousands of people are leaving every day. No, there's no so. vacancy. There's just no room. We got nowhere to put any people. All right? So uh, Adams apparently is now getting uh, into a little bit of a fight here with Hockle, Hockle, Hochel, Hochel, Hockle. I don't know how to the say her name. Kidnapped? No, she's just like Gretchen Witchmer. Witchmer. Gretchen, Gretchen Witchmer. She's, they're the same lady, I think. Mm. Uh, they were... They were clones. Who's the one that got kidnapped by the FBI and three guys went to jail? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're all the same, I'm telling you. Yeah. Hotchell yeah. and Gretchen Witchmer, they're, they're the same lady. They were cloned in the same lab over there in Fort Detrick. Uh, I can guarantee it. Uh, but they're having a oh little God, fight. They've never been photographed in the same room. No, never once. I've never seen them. <laughs> oh, it's just the same actress. Times are tough with the actor strike. That's right, you forgot, people. Hollywood is still on strike, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody uh, remembers. <laughs> that's right. So uh, Adams and Huckle are uh, battling back and forth, and the only thing I can think about when I'm going over this clip uh, is how much I kind of miss Cuomo and de Blasio. Really? Yeah, I... Th- is that who they are? No. They're the new oh, no. Cuomo de Blasio. Yeah, isn't uh, Adams the mayor? Oh, and, oh right? yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's the new Cuomo de Blasio. And, you know, these two, they don't have the same fire. It's not the same energy. Like, I, there's something, there was just something about Cuomo and de Blasio. You know, they just, they had it. They had the it factor. Yeah, you're right. 
Right? They were just more entertaining. I didn't even think about that's who we traded it in for. Yeah. We always get somebody worse. Yeah, we got somebody worse. Somebody more, less interesting. Yeah, like with CNN, right? They got rid of Don Lemon. They got rid of Brian Stelter. I was watching before the show uh, Aaron Burnett, right? Is that the chick on CNN? She might be the most unlikable TV personality I've ever seen. And I, I think I'm right on Unbelievably, the every day they find a woman uglier than her to come <laughs> onto the show. There's I've never seen people with such unsymmetrical faces. Something they're like They're like, oh, everybody has something that's like cockeyed or something. I don't know. Maybe it's the cameras they're using or something. I think I'll it's the, the um, the doubt, there's no but... doubt that it's the vaccine uh, effects, right? I think they all got the shots, and now they have uh, did the... Did they give them all Down syndrome? They got the palsy because... and everything, whatever Justin yeah, I, Bieber I fucking got. fall down every time I turn it on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I caught a little Joy Ann Reed also. She's got a new shtick uh, that I noticed where she's abandoned trying to appear like an actual news anchor, and she's kind of gone full-on podcaster, like, you know, we're, we're, we're shooting the shit. We're just, you know, having a laugh and, you know, making comments and shooting out quips and jokes. And uh, it didn't, it doesn't work, obviously. I mean, her show is probably in the, in the toilet. But uh, I, I found it interesting that they told her, basically, look, you got no viewers. We got to just try something totally different because, you know, <laughs> you telling the news, it's just not working. Well, it's not news, it's opinion. Yeah, you're right, it is opinion. Right? But, like, uh, they used to disguise it as news, remember? Not that long ago, they would pretend to be like, here's the breaking news, and then they do the news. Let's talk about it. But now they're like, all right, let's talk about Trump and his 91 indictments. I think that's just what happens when corporations take over. You, uh, You just keep going for your audience. You know, and then eventually, that's what the you know, yeah, we're Pepsi, yeah. we're Pepsi Coke now, with the politics and the news. Yeah, good call, my man. And even still, in New York, the politics, the Pepsis are fighting each other. It seems like over there in uh, New York. <laughs> well, is... Frank, they're on top of each other, man. <laughs> well, they have... we have no more room in the city. Yeah, no dude, they got no more room. Let's hear about it. I, I'm a huge fan of the story. Far from the southern border, many American cities are struggling tonight to handle the high number of migrants. New York's mayor says the city is at a breaking point, but is now facing sharp criticism from the state's governor. Gabe Gutierrez has more for us on that tonight. Tonight, a new battle is brewing over how New York City is handling the record-breaking influx of migrants. Mayor Eric Adams pushing back after the state's governor, Kathy Hochul, a fellow Democrat, accused him of not doing enough. If her observation is that here's some things that you can do differently, we're all in. One thing no one is stating that we didn't do, we've housed 100,000 people, unlike any other city. It comes up. Really? Because I think they housed a lot more in Texas over the last few years. I, I, Have you been to El Paso? I might be wrong, but I think there's a lot more than 100,000 down in El Paso. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, this, the only difference is in El Paso, they don't call them immigrants. They're just residents. <laughs> right, dude. They got three million of them. And New York just lost, like, the most people out of the country. I think you got room for 100,000. Probably another 100,000, actually, from uh, if I know the statistics currently. They lost several hundred thousand people because of their COVID policies, right? 
That, that's like what I don't understand. Yeah, same thing with Chicago. All these people are leaving, but the homes are all, all for sale for so much money. Right, like, so BlackRock can buy them it? out. Yeah, dude, BlackRock comes through, they buy out all the neighborhoods, and then yeah. uh, they're just going to rent it to everybody, and we all will be renters. We will own nothing, and we will be happy. Yeah, you're right. That's a good call. World Economic Forum, folks, look it up. Anyways, let's continue down this uh, path of crap. I love it. A lawyer for the governor today sent a scathing letter saying the city faces a serious crisis and has failed to accept the state's offer of assistance and should do more to act in a proactive manner. The mayor opening two new shelters and he's repeatedly slammed the federal government for not doing enough to help the city. Today, we spoke with Carla from Ecuador with her four-year-old daughter outside the iconic... They cherry-pick every time the, the woman with the girl or the son, and they totally dismiss from the Ecuador, fact... From Ecuador, from Nicaragua. <clears throat> totally ignore the fact that if you watch the video footage of the streets lined with these migrants, it's military-aged dudes. That's what it is. It's 18 yes. to 24-year-old dudes. That's who's from coming 80. over. Yes. And China. Yeah. Believe it or not. You know, they're not sending their best, folks, all right? You know, rapists, drug dealers. <laughs> I, we can assume, right, that some are good people, like this lady. <laughs> I don't like to assume. Yes, exactly. We try not to. So, I mean, look, take a look at the pictures in the video, man. It's, uh, these are some goofballs coming through here. It's not a lot of families. Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan, which has been turned into a migrant housing facility. Give us an opportunity, she says. Many of us just want to work. Across the country, other major cities are also struggling with the influx, and Massachusetts governor just declared a state of emergency. It's unsustainable. In New York, since last year, more than 100,000 asylum seekers have arrived. More than 58,000 are now in shelters, and officials estimate housing and caring for migrants will cost city taxpayers $12 billion by 2025. Business owner Joe Germanata says one of those shelters is impacting his neighborhood. They're hanging out on the sidewalks. You know, there's, there's trash. You know, we found hypodermic needles. It's become a real nuisance. Mayor Adams argues a major step to solve this crisis would be allowing migrants to get work permits. We have a, uh, an area here. It's over on, like, uh, 20th Avenue um, downtown in Denver. And it's kind of a triangular intersection. And there was a uh, Goodyear, like, tire, you know, mechanic shop or whatever there. And it closed down about a year ago. They fenced off the region, and within a few weeks, it, the fence got cut open, and it filled completely with homeless. All right? It's, it's a homeless encampment now. And I read an article today uh, about how there's three fairly popular businesses, one of them being one of the original uh, gay bars in Denver, uh, they're right across the street, and they are talking about having to shut down their businesses and leave because the homelessness issue is such is so bad that it's driving away business uh, to the tune of like thirty five to forty percent of their revenues being lost uh, because of these homeless encampments and the harassment that the you know customers are experiencing and that their employees experience when they're trying to leave at night. Uh, and this is just yeah. Denver. What did I tell? I told you about Rosemont Schomburg. Yeah, the suburbs are loving it because you people don't realize 
a safe place is a drive away. Why would I go hang out downtown when I could go somewhere, you know what I mean? Well, somewhere safe. Again, I'm talking about a small, tiny block area, you know, three block area, <clears throat> where the situation, Emma and I drive past it all the time. It's horrendous, man. I mean, it's, it's massive. It's a, it's a homeless encampment. It is just, it's, it's horrifying, and it's in an area where, you know, a lot of tourists can see it, and uh, it's just, it's bad stuff, man. And it's, it's getting to the point where you add that on to your eco-friendly rules that you're making businesses, uh, you know, uh, abide by, and then you're doing nothing about the homeless. You've defunded the cops. Uh, you've also made all these uh, business owners pay their employees $15 plus an hour, but that's not good enough because that's minimum wage. So now everybody has to make $18 an hour and they have to get health benefits. <clears throat> like you've completely ruined Denver and you've made it so nobody wants to run or operate a business. So these places, uh, one of the places uh, had been there since 1908, it was opened up and they're like, we're probably, we're probably out of town. Uh, there's 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 no end in sight for the homelessness issue. There's no end in sight for the regulations and the taxes, the green energy regulations, all the bullshit. So what? Why bother sticking around? You know. So Jared Polis ruined this state within a few years, and uh, you know, there's businesses that have been here for a hundred years that are saying, well, we're gonna take our action somewhere else. Probably Texas. Probably Florida. It seems to be the places where everybody's moving, anyways. Everybody. It seems that's where all the businesses are happening. Everybody, yeah. So instead of businesses operating in downtown Denver, we have massive homeless encampments because we're being inclusive. It's crazy. I, I forgot what park <laughs> I drove by today. It's right off of like, uh, well, nobody will know. It, it's a, it used to be, I remember I did a job at this apartment right across the street from this park. But one of the things Chicago always had was beautiful parks. They had way more parks than any other city. And they were beautiful. Absolutely, you know, man. Lincoln Park, baby. All of them. You can name them. Even Humble Park, man. Even a lot of Puerto Ricans there. But <laughs> Those are the ugliest people. Great people. <laughs> Great people. But man, you guys are rough on the eyes. Uh... <laughs> now, this is up on the north side. I forgot what it was, but it's one of those really big ones. You know what I mean? It's huge, and it's just beautiful. It used to be. Now... It's just littered with these orange cube tents that they handed out to all the homeless. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, dude, I couldn't believe it. It was so sad. And it was pouring rain. And the only reason I bring it up is because like, it was pouring rain, and you could just, I was at a red light. You just see these guys doing drugs against the tree. Like, man, this used to be a beautiful place. I remember doing a job in that apartment, looking down at it, like, man, I wish I could live here. That was 2019. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Uh, four years we've degraded so fast, man, and it's weird, you know. Uh, we're heading into twenty twenty four now. It's we can we finally all accept we're living in Joe Biden's America? Like this is the vision. Uh... This is the vision of the administration here. Okay, we're three to four years in. There's no more blaming anything on the last guy. We this is the vision that these people laid out for this country, uh... and we're living it, man. This is it. Good call. Dude, say what you want. Pre-pandemic, 2019 was Trump's America. Yes. 2023 is Biden. You're right. Yes. Pandemic or not, 2023 is Biden's America where everything just seems 
way worse. Take a look Holy around, shit. man. I just pumped gas yesterday. It was 412. Like, come on. for gas? <laughs> job. <laughs> That's right. You know, I saw this commercial. It's been playing a lot. Uh, they're really <clears throat> trying to get people to buy the electric cars. The what the little secret in the audio in the auto industry is is nobody is buying the electric cars. Nobody. All right. They can't. You know what's so ironic? Things. You know who the number one buyer is? No. Car guys. The people they thought they would never convince to buy it. Very but interesting. Wow. Car, car. A lot of car guys have a Tesla. You know what I mean? Because yep. they're like, well, fuck it. Tesla's actually the only car really made in America. Yeah, you know? and Teslas and... are cool, man. If you've driven in a Tesla, it's a fun ride. You feel like you're in a spaceship. And what do car guys have? Every car, they got a lot of cars. Yeah. So they can afford it. You know what I mean? They're Absolutely. the kind of guy who loves spending money on cars. So they'll just have one that, they, that sits around and they drive on the weekend. We but the guy, yes. you know, <laughs> go ahead. No, we test drove one for a weekend. Uh, we were in California, and it was an absolute blast. I had it just, it was a complete joy. Right. You know, it felt like uh, I was in some sort of amusement park every time we got inside of it. And you can see how, like, a guy who just loves cars, he's got, you know what I mean? He would have one as an extra. Yes, it's a cool piece of machinery, and if you can afford it, get the Tesla. But they they have these commercials for, like, the Chevy Equinox or Chevy Bolt or whatever it is. And they show this family, and they're cruising down the road, and they're on a road trip, and the point of the commercial is to show the difference between the family and the electric car, and they're having a great time, the kids are very pleasant, and they're enjoying the experience, and then they cut to what it would be like if they're in the gas car, and the kids are screaming, and... The mom is pulling her hair out, and the dad is grip- <laughs> white knuckling, gripping the wheel, and he's looking down at the at the screen, and it says "empty gas tank," right? And it's like, uh, oh, it's a nightmare. Driving gas is such a nightmare, right? And, but oh, look how wonderful and peaceful it is driving the electric car. Except what what mm. blows my mind is to me nothing is more frightening than when I was in the Tesla and I saw the low battery. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what they don't show? That dad who ran out of gas, he pulled over, put the nozzle in, pulled it out before his kids could do anything stupid enough for him to fucking have to slap them. That's right. You know what I mean? Yes. Put it back in the machine and was back on the road. That Tesla pulled over, and those little faggy kids he had in the back had to sit there for two hours playing on their stupid little <laughs> Nintendo uh, Switches. Dude, you're and, not uh, exactly. It's iPads. like an hour. It, it takes 30 to 45 minutes to like get somewhat of a charge. It's like an hour oh. plus, dude. You're sitting there, dude. That's what the commercial got me. I was like, for anyone who's driven these electric cars, <clears throat> you have to sit there with these kids now. They're gonna, those kids are going to lose their minds sitting there at the charging station. So now, to keep them occupied, you got to go see, like, park in the movie theater parking lot and go see a movie. Right, so now you got to spend a bunch of money, right? Oh, I was going to say, what are you going to do when you get there, too? Listen, we went on vacation camping out in the wild or whatever. That's you know, right. We had everything we were going to use in that vehicle. You can't fit that in a Tesla. No. Or, I mean, this commercial was for, like, a Chevy. It was, like, an SUV-style vehicle, but, you know, it, like, uh, it was electric, and the whole point, I guess, right, that, you know, the nightmare of the gas, but reality is... For anyone who's driven these electric cars, it's a nightmare having to charge it. Like, if you're not charging it yeah. overnight and you can fit your entire day into that charge, 
It's not enjoyable pulling over at the charging stations. It isn't. You know what it is? I have a lifetime of like, well, actually not a lot. I was a kid and I've run out of gas so many times. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I, and I was always able to walk the couple miles, get a gallon of gas. That's right, and get, man. Yeah. And, get, and get me back. You know what I mean? Yes. I just feel like you can't do that. You're out. You're out. You got to call that tow truck. Dude, it's just such a bizarre, again, the, the waiting to charge and the whole idea of when the, when the battery is low, think about your phone, man. Like, sometimes your phone will hang on 1% for like two days. And then there's a time where you have like 30% and then you have 0% within three hours. Like, how does it, you, know, you have no idea how that did happened. I leave, did I leave YouTube yeah, on the like, car? What? Oh my God. So like, what if you're, you know, somebody leaves the wrong app on on the Tesla, and then all of a sudden you go from thirty percent to two percent in like twenty minutes, you know, like you, did, you didn't turn off Snake. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Imagine that's what gets you. <laughs> Who put on TikTok? Damn it! <laughs> so like, you know, the the battery charge for me when I was driving the electric was the most unnerving thing. I I like couldn't go beyond or below. 30% charge. It freaked my head out. Like, I didn't understand. You went to 30? That's right. Oh, dude, that's... What is the... Okay. I was in, Cali- I was in California. When does the battery go... When does the battery go... Oh, oh okay. In California, oh. they had charging stations every every block. It was crazy. I feel like we would, too, but I guess we do have them. It's but a, they take forever. It's such a waste of time, dude. Nobody has time to sit there and charge your car. And, th- and then they're like, oh, no, no, we're going to put this station at Mariano's. How long am I in Mariano? Right. That's what <laughs> uh, I just got. I just got three miles on my Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, see, what I think a smart thing to do is, if you have a bar out there, put up a charging station in front of your bar, right? No, you wouldn't. Dude, we... I've. I was uh I, I did a couple of them with these guys. It it's you wouldn't believe how much money it is. <laughs> Dude, you're looking at like if you're a bar and you want one outside your it's six figures minimum. Oh, you like, mean to is, install and then to the electric like the charge, the electrical charge financially? No, no, just to install it. If 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 they can provide you enough electricity to put <laughs> right. one of those like speed chargers. Yes. If the if the city has it and they could provide it to you, it's a it's you're in the six figure. You're like a quarter million dollars. It's just a no sell, dude. These electric cars are it's yeah. a scam. There's just nothing here, man. Like there's no way it's practical to have an electric car on any level. Right. And I'm not talking about the ones in your house. I'm talking about like if you're a bar, like commercial and yeah, you but have just like the, the parking space with the little charger, all, you know. Just now all around, it seems like why would you waste your money on getting an electric car? Unless it's a toy. Unless it's oh, you're a Democrat. Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. Or, or, actually, no, no, it's a great toy. Yeah, I, I, I got in a Tesla. I mean, I've ridden it one time, and I, yeah, dude. If you can afford like, it and you have other cars, if this is your extra car that you want to have to cruise around the, you know, do whatever, totally, man. I, I think it's a, it's yeah. a great thing to have and really fun. But if you, if you need a car for practicality and to like get to work every day you you got to buy a gas car man like the electric car is 
it's all about order and like necessity. So for sure, I'm having an a work truck, right? That's and right. Once I have the work truck, if I got enough money, I'll have a car that I could drive on the weekends. And then if I have enough money left over after that, I might get an electric car so I could show off on the weekend. Yes, you know, but, exactly. Right. Exactly, man. Uh, and you know. Speaking of working, dude, we worked way past that hour. What is going on? It's called working overtime, and that's what—that's how we do it here on the Dude Man Podcast, <laughs> folks. Believe it or not, we've reached that point. It's the fastest hour in the universe, no doubt. Let's hit it. Mm-hmm.